Welcome to the Talk Safe podcast with me, Jess, and my lovely co-host, Emma. We created Talk Safe as a safe space for people to feel comfortable, to share their experiences, and to tackle sensitive topics. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And today we have on Gershon, who is the editor of Healthy for Men and a qualified psychotherapist come this September. Welcome, Gershon. Hello there, Emma and Jess. Thank you very much for having me on. It's great to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you. I mean, I had the pleasure of being on your podcast yesterday. So this is lovely that you, you are now mine. <laughs> I know, I know. This is perhaps how all, all podcasts should work. Oh, I know, exactly. There's always way more to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. There's never quite enough time. I think that was the case yesterday as well, but hopefully we'll be able to fit in everything we need to today. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. So, um, like I said, thank you very much for being here today. Um, Yesterday, we covered a lot of topics and, you know, mainly on your podcast, we discussed the role that, you know, men can play. Um, But do you know what, actually, before we get into that, let's deep dive a little bit more about you, your role, um, what you're up to at the moment and just find out a little bit more about yourself oh yeah this is my favorite kind of podcast the <laughs> one where I get to talk all about myself um, so yeah look, um, I'm the editor of Healthy for Men at the moment which is both a magazine and a sort of digital brand I suppose you could say uh, mainly uh, in, in the form of uh, we have podcasts as well which you were just talking about which you were a guest on yesterday and we had a really really interesting discussion with yourself and a couple of other guests as well about the role that men uh, need to play now in the kind of really urgent movement uh, towards proper equality uh, for women uh, and, you know, just the end of some appalling abuse that that women have to suffer. So that was really good. But yeah, um, so I've been sort of doing, I've been writing and editing in the health, mental health and fitness space for a few years now, Uh, certainly for for the last year doing Healthy for Men. But alongside that, I've been training uh, as a psychotherapist for the last four years, uh, and I'm coming to the end of my training. Uh, I'm due to qualify this September, uh, and where I'll hopefully be setting up in private practice and starting to work. Uh, so yeah, that's that's you know that's very exciting. It's been it's been a lot of hard work, but it's also given me some amazing insight, and I've learned so much as well about myself as well as about you know how how we all kind of work as humans and. All, all kinds of different interesting things but uh, you know everybody who, who knows me well you know family friends loved ones are always kind of saying to me you're not psychoanalyzing me now are you as as, as if you're like as no if I would. Secretly no yeah, totally. absolutely yeah well you know come september i'm going to be paid for that so i'm certainly not going to be doing it for free um so yeah no i i think uh you know doing something like that alongside the kind of work i've been doing writing and and editing and commissioning lots of lots of stories that are relevant about health and mental health, that kind of thing has been really, really interesting. And it's, it's been certainly a, a, a huge learning curve and a, and a journey for me uh, without get, resorting to the cliche of the journey. It really has been one uh, and one that will continue, no doubt, beyond qualification as well. So, yeah, that's a bit about me. Uh, I'm also a, uh, a dad and a husband and, I, and, and I've, I've got three lovely children uh, and... Yeah, I think that's probably enough. I mean, I could say a lot more, obviously. Oh, how old are your I don't kids? want to bore your listeners. Oh, no, okay. you enjoy hearing no, about No, 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 you, you're right, you're right. Yeah, let's stick to the kids. So I've got two boys who are aged 12 and 9, and I've got a daughter who's going, who's just about to turn 8 over the weekend. Uh, yeah, so they definitely keep me busy as well as everything else. Yeah, I bet. And 
you know, given all of the things that we've been discussing recently, all the things I suppose you've been putting into practice, all of the people you've been interviewing and having all these sort of discussions, do you feel that, you know, due to the fact that you're a father, do you think it it changes it all for you? Do you think it brings it home? Do you think you take it in in a different way? Do you think you can look at it from a sort of you look at your own children now and think gosh I can't imagine that 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 story I've just heard could be you does it change it or bring it home for you at all I mean I think it does I think without question it it does I mean I'd say first and foremost as a man uh you know the recent sort of uh discussions that 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 we've all been having uh about the you know women's rights and sort of women's safety and, 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 you know, ending the abuse that women have to suffer on a daily basis. As a man, first and foremost, of course, uh, I, you know, I'm affected by that and I'm appalled by that. And I feel like, you know, this has been a massive wake up call for me personally. And, you know, I, I, I realise I need to do a lot more. Uh, not, I, can't just, I can't just be the person that doesn't do any of that. I've actually got to be more proactive. But uh, to go back to your question, as, as, as a parent, I mean, for sure, you know, talk, having conversations with my sons, first of all, yeah. has, you know, I think it's been so important, you know, even at the age of nine and 12, like they're, they're definitely, definitely old enough to understand and to be able to, you know, to have conversations with them, you know, in an age appropriate way, obviously, but they, they you know, they, 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 they're living in the world in the same way as any adults living in the world and they see things and they hear things and they're very, very aware, much more so, I think, than most of us parents even realise, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, and I think that's why it's so important to be having those kind of conversations with my children. And, you know, in terms of kind of feeling it, yeah, I feel that responsibility. You know, I'm responsible for two future men, you know, yeah, and, 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 I, and I think that's, that's a huge responsibility. And, of course, there's my daughter as well. Uh, yeah, you, you know, this has certainly, you know, from, from I would say from the second I became a father to a daughter, it felt very, very different somehow from being a father to two boys. And, of course, she's my youngest, so... You know, it came it came afterwards, and, and it just felt different straight away. I I, I felt a, a very different kind of um, protective uh, quality towards her. Not that I wouldn't do anything to protect my sons, of course I would, but it, it just oh, felt it different. Oh, it is so and, different. And, it is so. I completely yeah. agree. I completely agree. I mean, I as you know, I've got a little girl, Ariana, who's two, and I'm expecting a boy. And already yeah. the things yeah. that I think I've been worrying about or had worried about with my daughter, it, you know, they're different worries. Then they're, they're not, you know, they're nowhere near the same. And like you said, it is, you know, very different having one of each, I think. Um, so it is interesting that you said that, you know, straight off the bat, there was a difference. And Yeah, absolutely. And obviously recently, you know, that's kind of been really, uh, you know, enhanced and, and you know by the sort of conversations that that, that that we're having now and by the sort of the news and everything that's going on being a, a, a parent to a daughter has, has t- definitely taken on a, a different kind of context really it's it coming more it's all coming from the same place in terms of that you know being that feeling that real need to protect and to to nurture and to kind of you know educate and, and, and allow her to grow up and become uh, you know, an independent woman and, and a strong woman and all, and all those kind of things, which is hugely, hugely important to me. But also now it's it's about, you know, making her aware of, of, of the world, which is, 
unfortunately at the moment, quite a depressing mm. thought and, and prospect. But I think having conversations like this and doing things like this is, is a step, not necessarily you know the biggest one, but it's a step in the right direction. Uh, and I think that's that's really really important to me personally to kind of be uh, to be able to show at least her by example what what we can do and and, and you know the, the sort of responsibility that's on us all obviously men and women as well to kind of come together and try to kind of change the narrative and change this this you know I was going to say decades I mean centuries it's it's tight it's, it's forever isn't it mm, totally. this has been the situation uh, but uh, you know I do feel like you know I know we were talking about this yesterday on on my podcast. I do feel like you know we've we've kind of reached a moment where a line in the sand has been drawn, uh, and it does feel a bit like an enough is enough moment, a watershed, whatever you want to call it. All those kind of great cliches that we like that we like using, but they're, they're there for a reason. These cliches, and it feels like there's some kind of traction and momentum now, and we need to build on it. I think that's really really important. Totally, totally. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Jess? I think that is exactly what we were saying earlier. It is. I mean, it does mirror a lot of what we said. What I'd be interested to note is, as a father, I mean, you know, you, you said there's differences in sort of the way that you perceive you know, your sons to the way you perceive your daughter, which, you know, is what we all do, is very rightly so. What advice would you give your daughter when discussing these? You know, it's sort of like the birds and the bees conversation, isn't it? We have the birds and the bees conversation, you know, grow, we had it growing up and, you know, we try and do that with our children. And it sort of feels like this is now the time where we need to add this on as one of these, as sort of an ongoing conversation. It's not just about the birds and the bees, but, you know, this is equally as important, if in a way, a bit more. I mean, they're both very, very sort of difficult conversations to have but I'd be very interested to know sort of what line you take with your sons and with your daughters you know what are you going to be teaching them um before they go into the wide world well at the moment with the ages there are I think the the the, the main message you know my wife and I you know both kind of talk about is 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 about respect uh I, I think it's a really kind of good uh solid basic message about respecting each other you know, respecting girls, respecting boys, and because I, I think so much comes from respect. Now, obviously, we'll have had birds and bees conversations with my oldest, but not necessarily, you know, with the younger two. It's to an extent with them, but perhaps not in as much detail. But I, from what you said, I think the most important thing, as you said, the, the birds and bees conversation has to come with a conversation now. Should have always, obviously, but anyway, here we are. Has to come with a now a conversation about consent. Mm-hmm. Totally. That is such an important part of it because. It's it's one thing explaining um, the mechanics of it, shall we say, um, but it's another thing entirely to impress upon children. And let's be honest, they're children. When we're having these conversations, even if they're in their teens, they are, these are children we're talking to. And when we're having this conversation with children, the message about consent is so important to really explain. And I would say, coupled with that, another important kind of message that we try to tell our children even now is about the fact that they are individuals who make their own choices. And just because their friends may say or act or do, you know, whatever it is in a certain way, it doesn't mean that they also should. They should only ever do something, say something, whatever it may be, that they're comfortable with. And, I'd, you know, I'd extend that out to, to everything. You know, that, that's, that's a message we'd, we'd, we'd give them across the board, but it certainly applies here. Yeah. Because I think one of the biggest issues we've got at the moment, especially with... 
uh, with men. And obviously, we remember we were all young men and we were boys at one point, of course. But the, the, the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues, is that we, you know, we are very, very attached to our sort of peer groups, to our our, our good group, uh, good close group of male friends that we have and often it can be very very difficult to break out from that mold and if you see or hear something from within your group your very close group of friends you know you before you know it we've all we've all been there we've all done it you know we've all been younger or even even at our age now we still do things perhaps that we may not ordinarily have done ourselves but because of the group that sort of group mentality we would often uh do something that may not necessarily have been the wisest decision and i think that's one of the things we're really trying to impress on our kids and I think it's a really good thing for all parents to, 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 to point out is that you know you, you have to be comfortable with whatever it is that you're doing and certainly in the in terms of like relationships between men and women and in terms of things like sex and consent uh, and just even, even even conversations that you might have with members of the opposite sex and, and the way you talk and the way you refer to them even amongst your own group just you don't necessarily need to say the same things that everybody else in your group is saying just because that's you know that's perceived to be cool or, yeah. or or right or whatever it is and it can be very hard to kind of break out from that totally. admittedly it's easy to say probably not so easy to do but that's a really kind of important message I love that I think it's really it, it's teaching them to be brave enough in that moment to you know if they see something that makes them feel uncomfortable to say something and you know like you said we've all been in these situations before where you you know you could look back and you could reflect and think you know what was my part in that could I have played it differently um but I especially think it is hard for boys I think peer pressure like you said that sort of like banter behavior I do feel the tide is turning for the next generation I do feel like because I hope that you know as adults we're all having these conversations now things are coming you know to the forefront after hashtag me too we've now got you know hashtag not not all men I do think it's vital that we continue these conversations and that you know like you were saying earlier Gershon that you know it's being that role model for your kids as well that I think that they look at you and think you know that's how my dad would handle it and that's how I witnessed my dad handling something and being you know that person who you know they aspire to be and can see that from such a young age which you know like I said before I think Jess and I were talking earlier that that just really wasn't so much of a thing when we were younger you know as young girls we were taught to be polite to the creepy old man or to kind of just nod your head and you know don't offend don't use your voice there are no healthy boundaries we got taken advantage of and you know the one thing I have learned (laughs) the hard way growing up in my life is and I think again I I can think Jess probably agrees that we've you know not used our voice at times and as we've gotten older we've learned to and it's very you know frustrating now as an adult because you relive these things you you live and play through it again and I think if you can kind of break that cycle as you were saying and teach the next generation already um these healthy boundaries and you know these sorts of like the those sorts of like really fundamental pillars then you know hopefully we'll get that new wave of the next generation that kind of can we can start to see real change with Mm. I think you've actually hit the nail on the head there with what you said about you know we we both have been in situations where you say that 
we have had to teach ourselves we have had to teach ourselves like mm. honestly from if i look at myself and how i was in my early 20s even my teens and earlier compared to who i what who i am now and what i will and won't put up with now it's only something that i have learned and had to teach myself in t- over time and through life experiences that has made me aware that you know, I don't have to be polite to somebody who is pushing the boundaries and who is doing something that is not okay and who is making me feel uncomfortable. I can say no, I don't have to be polite. And that's, I think, been hard for our generation Mm, because it's something that hasn't been targeted to us as children. So again, we've had to, as a result, we have been in these awful situations that to be honest, if I had the same mindset that I do now, would have been handled a hell of a lot differently um so the fact that we can you know we saw something that's come out of you know a lot of these conversations we've had is everybody has been screaming we need more education we need to teach children it it has to and everyone is bang on correct we do need to start with children um but i want to sort of get away from the future a little bit and sort of bring ourselves back to the present in terms of you know what can we do now so how how do we now sort of rectify those people that haven't had the learnings the you know the men who haven't been taught this as boys and the women who haven't you know have had the same upbringing as myself and emma how do we combat the present yeah i mean what a question <laughs> what, 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 an, what an absolutely brilliant and crucial question because you're absolutely right of course and, and I would agree with you that we need to educate and, and it, and it, and it start, that starts now but of course that doesn't help with a situation where you know there's like millions of people that, that aren't at that age anymore and you know how, 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 you know, how, do we, how do we deal with that and of course you know so much of this behaviour is ingrained as you were saying it's ingrained from an early age you know as, as, a, as, a, as an almost psychotherapist I, I, I can say that you know, we are all shaped by our experiences and so much of what we do and how we respond and how we behave are shaped on things that happened so long ago. You mm. wouldn't even be able to remember them. They happened so long ago, but that's kind of makes us who we are. And um, kind of rewiring ourselves, if you like, to, to, to make sure that, you know, that isn't the case is very, very tricky. But first and foremost, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're going to sort of think of, it, think of it along those lines, the first step in that journey is about becoming more self-aware and becoming aware of what your kind of triggers are, if you like, what your what your sort of standard responses are to things. What you know, why you react in a certain way to certain things, and ha- you know, you know, and, and, and being able to kind of maybe even hold your hands up and say, you know what, I am not, you know, in that particular situation, I'm not good. I've I've used you know, the wrong language in that situation, I potentially offended somebody in that situation, that was probably quite an abusive thing to say, you know, that, or, or I didn't do anything in that situation where I could have done. All these kind of things where previously you may not have even been aware of it, to actually suddenly try to kind of really think uh, a lot more about what you're saying, your use of language, as, 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 a, as, a, as a particular example. And, and also just to, start to kind of be able to reflect and say, you, you know, you're, we're, we're all human, of course, and we're going to get it wrong and we're going to make mistakes. But being able to be honest with yourself or even a loved one or a friend or somebody 
it strike a complete stranger, somebody who may have just got it wrong with and say, look, you know what, I got that wrong. I just think it's a really good start and, and, can, and can help us relearn what is the appropriate behaviour and, and how you kind of can, can, can behave in a, in a way that, frankly, is, it needs to be become the norm and just the, what's accepted now. And the other sorts of behaviour just, just need to be completely unacceptable. So, you know, things like uh, catcalling, and and you know wolf whistling and 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 anything like that it's just it's got to be completely unacceptable it's got to be ostracized to the point of view that you know you you, you just it, it's just a complete no-no and nobody in, in their right mind would behave like that and you know those are those are examples but i i just think that those things can be allowed by other attitudes in society i don't think people who did that would do that if 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 it was okay, if so, if it wasn't okay to even sort of refer to women in certain language that they might do, if that already earlier on was say was, was stamped out, I don't think you'd have that progression of that really kind of awful behaviour and abusive behaviour further down the line. And I think it starts. I say it starts with awareness. It starts with um, making yourself uh, uh, aware of, of situations by finding the right resources, reading up more, listening listening to what women have to say. I mean, one of the, you know, the last few months have been awful in so many ways because of uh, the, the, the murder of Sarah Everard, which kind of triggered this this big, big response. And that's, you know, that is the most tragic, awful thing. It's, it's there's no words to describe it clearly. But, and, and you know, I would say, but the, the fact that it, it has enabled us to be having these conversations and, and so many, so many brave women have come forward and spoken about their experiences. And I'm not talking, you know, of course, everyone has had horrific experiences and some are really awful. You know, we're talking about sexual violence, cry, horrible you know, crimes have been committed. But even, but, and, and those all, you know, it's really amazing that those women are brave enough to talk about them. But I'm talking about the everyday things that women have come forward and talked about. The everyday experience of being a woman. Yeah, it's exhausting. Like, just innocuous <laughs> stuff, it right? Is. Sorry? It's yeah, exhausting. That, that's it. and, and, yeah, of course it is, and of course it is. But but men don't understand no. that; they're not aware of it. That is the thing. Most men, I would say, of course, some men are. And the fact that these conversations are now being had in the last few months, and people and men now have an idea of what the everyday life of, of women is. And I'm not I'm not trying to sort of like say, oh, never mind, you know, the, the terrible violent crimes and rape and all sorts. Obviously, that, that's appalling. No, it all comes under the same great. umbrella. You're but but it does. Right. It, it does. It's that, and, and if you can understand. The everyday experiences, I think that's going to go a massive, massive way, A, to sort of stamping that out, but B, to hopefully having a knock-on effect on the much more serious crimes that take place, because I think the everyday stuff facilitates what's going to be happening, you know, the much more serious stuff further down the line. I yeah, I think agree. that's exactly right. Uh, I mean, from that, how can we as women help men, help to educate men and help to get these points across which is you've rightly said about you know these everyday experiences that i myself has had that emma has had that every single one of our friends has had that how, how do we help them to understand sort of truly what it is we've been through well you, you know i i think talking is is so important and i know that it can be painful and i, and I know that it can, it's just not the most pleasant thing to to, to talk about and it's it's embarrassing and it's shameful and it, and it triggers all sorts of emotions uh, that, that are tricky and, and I completely accept that. But if 
I, I do honestly think that the more women that can talk about it, and if you can talk about it, you know, so I'm not talking about you have to go on a public platform and speak to the world, but if you can talk about it to your friends, mm-hmm. to your family, to your loved ones, to your work colleagues, if you feel that that's a, you have an appropriate enough relationship to talk about that kind of thing with them, I think if you can keep talking about that and keep impressing upon men what these everyday experiences are like, I, I just think it's going to help. Um, it's going to help massively because it, it you cannot be a, a right-thinking man and not be completely appalled by, by by that kind of existence that has to be endured. I mean, endured. Why are we using the word endured about a, a woman's existence in this world? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's 2021. You shouldn't have no. to endure. And these things I mean, are normalised. They're totally, totally normalised. And it's, you know, it's amazing how many... Uh, conversations we've had here today already where all of our experiences have kind of overlapped and I think if you've listened to one of ours or a guest we've had on they've all had so many similarities we've all felt the same way we've all kind of they're such shared experiences but the ones that we've kind of they're just as I said before they're a subset that's a, a highlight of all of them that have happened they're not all of them it goes on so constantly that um you know it it, it it like I keep saying it does become exhausting and I think like you said even being able to hear someone else share it I think it's so vital because I think you know we were saying earlier that the, these sorts of things they stay with you and you carry them on in your everyday life and even just hearing someone else open up about it there's that feeling of oh wow it wasn't just me or you know I handled that same experience in the same way she did and there's no shame in that that you know um we did what we could in the moment and that was all we could do and there's somewhat it it helps you kind of like not make peace with it but there's almost that element of you stop beating yourself up with it and you stop carrying that burden and you think okay you know we're all in it together she acted in the way I did which was obviously normal at the time and you know, like you said, it's just that continuously sharing. And I think that it was really vital that you said about the everyday things, because the one thing I've had a lot of, and, uh, you know, I think some people do, is they kind of, uh, and, and this isn't, you know, me casting judgment, because I do think these are important stats to hear, but sometimes it can be a little bit, let's read out every scary stat we've heard let's read about all these horrific things I'm going to just reel off to you the awfulness and the severity of these things there is a time and a place and I do think yeah it's important for everyone to hear and know these things however is that always going to be digestible for a man to hear would he switch off if you know a woman just sat there and reeled off all these stats and all of these sort of scary incidences is he just gonna feel well, that's not me I'm not that person who goes around raping and stabbing people it's more exactly. about bringing it home and making it tangible so you say you know actually yeah that's the guy accidentally smacked my bum the other day when I was on the tube or you know that guy who was you know making me feel really uncomfortable on the bus and I couldn't move and then he accidentally touches me you know it's those sorts of everyday things that happen to us all the time that could be more than you know just a few men and that's the point I think by talking about that every day it brings it home more because that's ultimately like you said with the cat calling and 
you know those sorts of things that's what we deal with majority of the time um so i think that's really important to highlight that yeah i mean it's it's i think you're absolutely right you know somebody said yesterday you hear the number of COVID deaths there have been, and it's a hundred and how many thousand in this country, and it's how many millions around the world, and of course it's absolutely tragic and it's awful, but it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's it's a statistic ultimately, and you can completely dissociate and desensitise to it. It's very easy for us to do totally. that. Totally, you hear a number, whatever you know. However, you talking about a specific incident. This happened to me yesterday, and you know what? It happened a couple of weeks ago as well, and it's happened probably you know at the whole time. For, you know, as long as I can remember, it just makes so much more of an impact, mm-hmm. and, and and I think that's that's a, that's a really really important and and, and and great point because it's going to resonate a lot more with men when they kind of it's tangible. It's like a man can think, you know what, I, I was on the tube the other day. They hear you talk, they hear you tell that story, and they suddenly think, you know what, I was staring at somebody. I probably wasn't even aware that I was doing it. I might have made that a woman, obviously. I might have made that woman really uncomfortable. But I was not even aware of it. Yeah. Suddenly you hear this story. It's like, you know what? Next time, in an equivalent situation, I might just be a little bit more aware of it and I might not even do that. And I'm talking about somebody that wouldn't have even been aware of what they were done. It was completely sort of innocuous and unconscious thing. But you suddenly make it conscious and you think, yeah. actually, Is that, that could make somebody behavior? uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, something that, that, that was highlighted a few months ago, a lot of women uh, were, were sort of on social media uh, talking about how, um, how 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 terrifying it can be when you're walking home, and a man is walking behind you. Now that, that that is something that no man could ever understand, and could ever be, you know, possibly aware of. But yet, suddenly, women are lots of women, not one, loads and loads of women are coming out. You know what? Saying when a man is walking behind us, or right, at night, or even if it's not at night, to be honest, a lot of people are just saying whenever it can be very scary mm. like especially if it like they happen to be going the same way as you they're not any threat to you at all but you don't know that no we don't know that you don't know that no. and they've been, they've been they've been following you for as far as you're concerned they've been following you for the last three or four minutes yeah. and you kind of like got you're looking over your shoulder suddenly i know i'm not the only person suddenly become aware of like right there's something that i've never really was properly aware of i can now do something about that you know, you can now, when you're walking in the street, all right, whether it's late at night, whether it's broad daylight, whatever it is, you can actually take in your surroundings and actually maybe look up from your phone or whatever it is that you're doing when you're walking, as so many of us do, and realise that, you know what, there's a woman on her own and she's only about three or four metres ahead of me and she might just be a bit freaked out by that. And that doesn't make me a sexual predator at all. No, that just makes me aware of yeah. her experience. And, 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 yeah. and I just think, you know, going back to what Jesse's question was, which is what women can do to help educate men, there's a brilliant example right there. Saying something as simple as that, you know what, it's actually quite scary when we're walking alone and there's a man behind us. An amazing way, of, 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 that, that is brilliant education for us men. We're, we're just not, we, we should be aware of it, we should have been, but, we, but I can say personally I wasn't that aware of that and I know a lot of men weren't as well, and, but yet now we are. So let's keep hearing those kind of things. And if, you know, I know it's very, very hard in certain situations. The other thing I was going to say is if you feel close enough to somebody and you hear some language, for example, that you don't think is appropriate or something that you feel is just not quite right, if, if, if you have got the relationship, the right relationship with that person, I know it's different, difficult with a sort of maybe a group of strangers or at work or whatever, if you can call it out, call it out. 100%. I mean, 
you know, if, if you know what, actually, when you said that, it made me feel a little bit like this. And if another woman had heard that, they might have felt a bit like this or, or whatever it is. I think that's as well, that, that's a huge thing. And, and I don't want to be the man that says, you know, it's incumbent on women to kind of like help us to sort this out. Because, of course, this is this is down to men. Like, you know, we've, we've got to we've got to change a lot about ourselves and about and about how we behave and how we think and how we act. But without a doubt, we're in it together as well. And the more um, small ways like this that women can kind of educate us, really, then, then, then the better. You're right. And I think that, you know, even just having, I mean, sometimes I feel like, correct me, guys, if I'm wrong, that people overcomplicate this. It's like and we're not asking people to go out and read loads of research papers or to, you know, kind of like delve into, you know, women's rights. I mean, yeah, it'd be fantastic if they did. However, just just to sit and actively listen or to engage in a conversation to speak up if they see something, all these things, they're quite small and actually they have a big impact that if they are done correctly and if people do want to do it and if someone's you know really wanting to make that change and do it in front of family members or be brave enough to say it to friends I think they have a huge impact and I think if everyone did small little things every so often they're not small but they have a big you know like I said it it really it it doesn't need to be overly complicated It, it just needs to be if something doesn't feel right you know, I like the quote um, Jess said earlier, if you see something, say something. I I, I think it really can just be that simple. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, um, I think there's different levels and it feels like there's a lot of different things going on here because, you know, we have the safety side and it's sort of like a little bit of a tangled spider's web where everything is so interlinked in terms of women's safety and the way women feeling uncomfortable. I mean, you know, really sort of you know crossing the other side to the other side of the street because a woman is walking alone it makes it it does make us feel a lot safer Mm. and this is one of the sort of the easy fixes we can do but i do think there's also some of the slightly harder fixes in there you know for example i know that and it actually coincides with both mine and emma's incidences that we've shared on previous episodes we we there's been a lot of times and for us actually the majority of the times our unwanted for us are unwanted advances it's unwanted advances and men feel strangers making us feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. whether we're in a work situation whether we're in a vulnerable situation with a professional i mean emma's had a quite awful incident with a driving instructor back in the day uh, which another one of our guests also yeah. had so there are there is this big thing as well around you know how how can men sort of understand when a woman is feeling uncomfortable like is there some sort of education we need to do with men now so that they can understand how you know what body language we're using where where we're uncomfortable because what seems to be happening in the present is that women don't feel like they're able to use their voices and there might be a bit of an element maybe of men not you know sort of you know not meaning to come across not meaning to make a woman uncomfortable or you know just generally trying to get her attention to have a nice chat unaware that a woman is feeling that anxious and uncomfortable in the in his presence that you know she wants to run away like how mm. do we combat something like that in the present time yeah it's it's um 
I mean, it's a really good question because it kind of reminds me a bit of, uh, of some of the uh, overreaction, if you like, to, to, to what women were saying uh, in the last few months. That I, I think there were, I read some, I can't remember exactly where it was now, some, maybe some opinion pieces or, or some, some, some men voicing uh, their, their concerns about, you know, are, are we not allowed to even chat up a woman anymore? Or, you know, are we not allowed to... You know, you know, whatever language they were using, it wasn't the most appropriate. But essentially, they were saying, you know, how, how you know, how are we supposed to go out on the pool, or, or you know, anything like that. It's a valid it was, question, to be fair. <laughs> it's well, I, I, it is a valid question because it's almost a bit like, right, tell us what the rules are, so we know what we can and can't do anymore. But, but, but at the same time, I, I, I sympathise with, with with kind of where they're coming from because they're, they're probably what they're really saying is, look, just educate me. Yeah. Educate yeah. me. Tell, tell me, tell me what, what you yeah. do. But but what you're you're referring to is is what I would imagine are clearly unwanted advances from people who are clearly lacking in self awareness and also just lacking in 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 in, in uh, the skills of reading reading the uh, the the other person's. Um, body language, reading, just reading the mood, reading, reading the situation. And I'm not kind of condoning anything like that, obviously. But it seems to me that um, there, there are some kind of basic sort of skills there that, that perhaps men like that really need to improve to understand what the signals are and, and not to just kind of, you know, pretend that like, you know, they're seeing something that really isn't there um, wishful thinking what they're wanting wishful to see thinking. which sadly yeah. happens quite a lot i mean god, god knows um, the amount of times i think i've been in a situation where someone thinks they're seeing something that's not there you know it's yeah i mean look it's 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 very uh, like you said it's it's, it's tricky I, I guess a lot of men would say it's a bit of a minefield and it's even, even more so of a minefield now in the light of, um, of, of of the you know these kind of conversations that we're having, but equally you know it it does go back a little bit to what I was saying much earlier, which is um, about that word respect, uh, and and I think that if you have that at the forefront of your mind, and you are kind of thinking, Am, is my behaviour, is my language, is it respectful, is is this is this right? I don't think you'll go far wrong. If that's if that's at the forefront of your mind, if you're able to respect and, and you're thinking in, in, in those terms, and you're able also able to just be a bit reflective as well and work out, well, you know, is it, what, you know, is this, is this right? Am I feeling the right thing or whatever it is? But I think if you've got that, you know, if you know what I mean, if you really are thinking about that, I don't think you'll go far wrong, because even if you do end up making what is an unwanted advance, I think you may do it in a way which isn't so uncomfortable and so just cringy and just really and the worst situation making somebody feel unsafe actually mm. but what isn't any of those things what it is is just a bit clumsy i got it wrong it's at least yeah, done exactly. with respect. i might have read and, your and I got it wrong, wrong. Yeah. And, absolutely exactly. and, 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 and i don't yeah and, and I'm, I'm not trying to speak for women but i would imagine that, that most uh women would not feel you know whatever it is kind of like intruded upon mm. or, or, you know, just, just creepy and just, just all wrong. If it was done with that kind of respectful um, feeling at the front of mind. 
Yeah, you're right. And respect is definitely the most important thing. I think it's the, it, it sort of feels like, I think maybe in the present, it's not just men that need to do, you know, to change your behavior. It, I think it's a nice balance. I actually think, you know, men, yes, please be a bit more self-aware and don't be afraid to put your hands up. As women, uh, I'm not saying I speak for all women, but certainly from my perspective, if somebody were to admit they were wrong and to hold their hands up, I have a lot more respect for those types of people, whether it's in a business capacity, a relationship capacity, mm. whatever it is, friendship, they will gain a lot more respect from me just by holding their hands up and saying, I'm I'm sorry, or I was wrong. They are lovely words to hear, I was wrong. <laughs> so mm. never be afraid. They'll actually get further if you do say I was wrong. Yeah. But I think from these sorts of situations, I think it goes further. I think women also need to sort of take onus. It, it's, it's both, it's men and women. We're equal, I'm not saying we're equally to blame, but we have the equal tools to be able to rectify this problem. If women can, you know, find that self-confidence and, you know, learn that it is okay to say no and that it is culturally acceptable to say no and to say, look, I'm not interested. And uh, to do that in a polite but firm manner, mm -hmm. and in return, men understand that um, if she's not really sort of reacting with you, if you're not really getting the feedback that you're hoping for, maybe she isn't feeling a bit uncomfortable, uh, is a bit uncomfortable, and that's a point you say, okay, sorry, I hope I've not offended you, I'm going to go. And to be honest, what I sometimes, what I've been saying a few times is, if you that if you try to chat up a woman and she's really really feeling uncomfortable never ever feel as a male that you have to carry it on that because of some sort of awkwardness to try and get out of the awkwardness if you want to say nothing turn around and walk away that's fine well she'll be absolutely relieved i mean well, exactly this <laughs> is it she will be relieved you don't feel like you have to stay there because you've made it that much more awkward same almost, thing, just yeah. fail, just go. <laughs> almost, almost trying to style it out somehow. Yeah, don't style by, it by, out. by keeping just going. Walk away, just walk away. We will not think any less of you. We'll probably think more of you by just walking away. But like you said, it's, yeah. you know, I think, you know, we're all very sensible here. We're all saying that, you know, we all sometimes read something wrong. We all sometimes, you know, haven't really, you know, we could say the wrong thing. I think you know the overriding theme I think we're all agreeing with is that self-reflection that you know we come away from something and think actually I played that back you know I don't feel what I said in the time was ideal I you know actually on reflection I probably shouldn't have said it and there's nothing wrong with holding your hands up which you know it's, it's like I said again I, I don't think I think if anyone would to approach any of us and say i'm sorry i, I read that wrong i i think everyone got totally get it it's fine don't worry i think it's just having it's just being brave enough is what i think we're talking about as well brave enough to you know actually admit when we've done something wrong as well which you know yeah. is part of the whole you know see something say something holding men accountable holding your friends accountable you know it always comes back to being that person who could be brave enough and you know sometimes we're not always able to sometimes as i said on another podcast earlier you know we don't always it might not be safe to do so it might you know not always can you have certain discussions even if you'd like to i can completely appreciate that there 
could be a time and a place and some people aren't um able to hear certain things but you know slowly I think over time we can get there but like you said I think it definitely starts at home with friends and with family because ultimately I think that's where you build the confidence to say something as well isn't it you know if you're able to for the first time dip your baby toe into saying it to a family member and it's actually gone well they've actually listened you think wow that that went really well and actually then next time you might have the confidence to take it a step further in the workplace or among friends and let's face it actually work I don't think is as hard I think you should have those professional sort of boundaries anyway but actually it's the friends like if we think about it it's when you've had a few drinks it's when you've been out at night it's when your guard's lowered it's when things all start becoming a little bit off a bit you know the banter becomes a little bit more risque it's when everything mm. starts those lines become blurred and that's where I feel like those sorts of conversations become a lot harder it's then not as easy to poke your head out ruin the moment and like Russell said on our on the podcast the other day with you guys on actually ruin mm. that moment and go actually guys that wasn't appropriate because that yeah. takes a lot of guts and that is really hard to do and I think how many people hand on their heart can say they would always have the strength to do that in the moment because that is quite a big ask. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's much, much harder with friends. We're talking about good friends here because, of course, these are really long-lasting uh, relationships that, that you've had for you know for however many years. And you're, in a way, perceived anyway. The feeling inside would be that you're putting that at risk by saying yes. something. Now, whether you actually are or not, may or may not be the case it would depend i would say that if the friendship is a good solid friendship i think it should be able to survive somebody putting their hand up and saying you know what that's wrong that's inappropriate you shouldn't say that or i don't think i don't feel comfortable with that or whatever it may be but of course the perception is is that oh you know this might be a bit awkward to say something at that point and um yeah i i think it can be dif- difficult and I, you know if you're looking for sort of practical advice it's it's, it's really tricky of course but I, I personally think that in those situations, saying something in front of a group of people is really, really hard. But pulling somebody to one side can be can be a little bit easier because they're not kind of then yeah, in a group totally. and having to sort of you know defend themselves and like almost putting their reputation on the line. It can be a, it just sort of breaks down the kind of tension a little bit. And if you you know if you want to just say, actually, I had a problem with that you know, what you said or, or whatever it was, just to that person, who knows, that might make a difference. I suppose the other side of that you could say is, but then the whole group didn't hear it. And actually maybe it's something that the whole group should hear. And that's it's a valid so point. It's so hard, isn't it? And that is a valid point, yeah. but it might be much harder to do. So I think, you know, I think I suppose like anything, we've got to sort of take this in in steps and in stages. And if you feel confident talking to somebody one-on-one, they you that might then feel more confident about addressing a few people. Well, saying something is always better than saying nothing at the end of the day. So even if you can say something to one person, that's a lot better than saying it to no one and keeping it in. And you're right, you know, if they maybe it's not the right time to broach it at the time, but maybe then, you know, the next day or, you know, whenever it is or when it does feel like the right time, even if a couple of hours later you say, look, I've been thinking about that. I don't mean to be a bit of a buzzkill or anything, but, you know, you said this and... You know, but then by also sort of saying, look, you know, I'm not having a go or anything, but, you know, it's, it kind of come across like this because, you know, I'm fully aware that, you know, whilst I'm not giving everybody a pass for this, but I know that there are people out there that will say, say things and then either not mean them, not understand them or not get how they've come across. 
don't get me wrong there's all there's equally people that know exactly and that just want to push bush buttons and sort of see how far they can push things um but would you suggest sort of giving people the ben giving people the benefit of the doubt or taking a stronger line yeah i mean it's very very tricky um I, I mean, I would agree with what you said um, just a moment ago, which is I, I think it's definitely better to say something. Uh, give, giving people the benefit of the doubt is, is leaving leaving things a little bit open. And, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of feels a bit of a cop-out in a, in a way. Mm -hmm. And even if you may have got the wrong end of the stick, for example, about something that somebody said that you might have taken it one way and they didn't mean it, probably better to have the conversation than just kind of go well they probably didn't mean exactly that maybe i got it wrong because you, you just never know do you and i suppose having the conversation however awkward it may be and i think that's just to, to say that that is kind of what we're talking about really this whole thing is probably about men in a weird way feeling a little bit of awkwardness and a bit of discomfort but when you kind of compare that to the awkwardness and discomfort that women kind of have to experience on a daily basis is it really not is, is it really asking that much i mean is this such a sacrifice Ooh, you might think i'm a bit Ooh, yeah. as i said that well said yeah. i mean you know I, I, I think that's what we're talking about here mm. I, I think it's, it's good to kind of contextualize it and let's remember the kind of bigger picture um yeah i agree Definitely. well said well, i have to say i'm at a bit of a loss here because at the end of every podcast, we ask the same three questions and it does actually link in with what we've been talking about, which is the past, the present and the future. However, and I suppose this is just as a result of what we're doing, these questions don't apply to you because you're male. <laughs> and because, well, not, do you know what? I'm not going to gender. It's not gender specific. It's because, I mean, I'll let you know what the questions are. The first one was, what advice would you give your younger self? The one which I feel really doesn't apply is where do you feel the safest? And the third one was, what would you like to see in the future? Now, one, I think we've covered, you know, what we would do differently and what we would like to see in the future. But I suppose the where do you feel the safest question is that have you ever felt unsafe? So I'm going to change the question. So rather than asking these three, my question to you is, has there ever been a time where you felt unsafe? I think I have felt, I've certainly had times where I felt unsafe if I'm, to give the example earlier about women uh, feeling unsafe when they're being uh, followed by a man, not they're actually being followed, but you know, a man's walking behind them. So I've certainly had situations where I've been, where I felt unsafe late at night on the streets. There's There's been maybe groups of people that I felt um haven't looked the kind of friendliest, shall we say. Uh, and, you know, thankfully, I've never been in, in a position where anything happened. But certainly, I felt that kind of feeling where the heartbeat, you know, the heart rate starts going up, you start to feel a bit kind of, you know, you're you, you dry mouthed, and that that sort of fear, real fear instinct suddenly kick in. And yeah, it's it's a uh, it's 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 not not a pleasant feeling at all. Uh, it's not something that happens that much. I would say this is probably from when I was a bit younger, going out more. You know, now obviously as I said at the beginning, I'm a father of three. <laughs> not, I'm not saying I don't leave the house, 
Uh, well, let's be honest, who has left the house that much in the last year? Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm, it's not like I'm not out late at night anymore. But certainly, you know, in my younger years, there, there would be times where I would definitely not feel that safe in, in certain situations. It could be, you know, walking home or whatever it was. And there may be, you know, I may even think that somebody is following me. I've certainly had that experience where I look over my shoulder and I think, you know, am I about to get mugged or something, something like that? So mm. I, I could... When you, when you said about, you know, feeling unsafe, those were the kind of feelings that came to mind and the experiences that came to mind straight away. That's quite interesting, you know, and I think sometimes we do, and I think I'm guilty of it as well, is actually sort of forgetting that, you know, there are times that, you know, even the toughest of men will have in some point in their lives felt vulnerable. And we sort of, I think as, a, as women, we sort of look at men and think, oh, well, you know, they don't care. They can, you know, they can do what they want. They don't, you know, they don't, they aren't as restricted yeah. as we are and it is true within a point and I, i'm actually glad that you said what you said because you did sort of remind me that you know there are times where everyone's felt unsafe and i really like how you described feeling you know the you know your heart going and you know because of it that's that puts perfectly how women feel oh, when we're in that, that feeling of hearing your it, heart in your ears it, it's it's exactly the same mm. and I think that that I think just you know men thinking back on those times where they felt unsafe because I'm sure there are plenty of men that have gone through the same I think that would go a long way to them understanding us and what we're going through well it makes it mm. tangible doesn't it and I think it's yeah. then a feeling we you know can all identify with which ultimately exactly. you know really helps exactly. change yeah and the more we can relate to each other like that i think yeah, it's really totally. really important that there's you know there's something shared going on obviously we don't share the, the specifically female experience but if we're sharing the same fear and the same thing men go Shit, what? um you know goodness me like yeah i know that feeling that is an awful feeling and they're having that on a regular basis like yeah, totally. that, that's got to hit home that's got to hit home absolutely better so. than any stat will if you can think back to a time and you know everybody sort of sits thinks back to a time where they felt those feelings i think it definitely hits home it's that emotional response over just as emma was saying just uh these are the stats you're all bad you're not all bad at all but we definitely need to i think for the for the present and for the future we need to find better ways where men and women can work together and more peacefully Totally. Absolutely. Well, that draws us so nicely to a close. Really lovely ending. Thank you so much, Gershon, for your time today. I've, well, I, me and Jess have totally loved talking with you. So thank you so much. It's been thank you very much. Get a male perspective as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This is it. This is what's so well, important. I'm, I'm, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm, you know, thankful for that you give me the opportunity to give the male perspective, uh, or at least my male perspective on this so yeah thanks very much it's been amazing thank you so much so you've been listening to the talk safe podcast with me emma and my lovely co-host jess thank you so much gershon for your time today and i really can't wait to talk to you again soon see you soon thanks guys thank you for listening to the talk safe podcast sponsored by walk safe if you enjoyed this episode remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review good ones only please